tonight on a very special pay window. We take a look at the bloodline, their beginnings, their inner workings, and where they are today. Ladies and gentlemen, let's stuff some envelopes. Uh, welcome to the pay window with Prof and Sloan. I am, of course, the Professor Nick Harrison, Mr. Professor 318 on all social media platforms. Make sure you give it a follow. We thank you for all of the support and everything that you guys do with the uh, social media stuff. I uh, just got shared by Pat McAfee yesterday. Or was that earlier today? It was yesterday. Yesterday, Pat McAfee. Uh, shout out to Pat McAfee. Come on the podcast, Pat. It's never going to happen. Uh, it's, it's going to happen. Pat's coming. We're, we're going to make it happen. That is the voice of my co-host, my man, Honey Grand Sloan, a.k.a. Susio Sloan 217, a.k.a. Sloan Kettering, a.k.a. Lewis Rich like the turkey chicken. My friend, how are you this evening? I'm quite well. Uh, drinking tea tonight uh, and uh, high quality H2O. Just recovering from the uh, Royal Rumble weekend and hanging out with Cam Seahawk. Hawkins, right? Uh, Still ducking us. Uh, you know, he he wasn't ducking me. We were ducking Ricochet. Uh, no, uh, you weren't ducking Ricochet. You you yeah. may have been ducking Ricochet after the incident. Let's go ahead and go through this right now for those of you who may not follow my boy on Twitter, or may not follow C. But everybody follows on Twitter. So you were hanging out with C. Uh, before the Royal Rumble, you were at a party. It was a rooftop bar. Everybody's hanging out. And C thinks he's going to get into his Uber, and what happens slow? So we were matriculate down the elevator uh, after having a great night, drinks, laughter. Uh, you know, we missed you. You were brought up. I missed y'all. Um, <clears throat> so we were, we were, we were, we were down in the uh, lobby, like right outside the bar, outside the hotel. Um, it was him and I, his wife, my wife. Uh, Mega Ran stopped by. Nice. Mega Ran security. Uh, my man Jared. I just met Jared too. He's a good brother. Uh, he's cool with Cam. I sorry, I forgot Cam's uh, other partner, his wife and uh, his boy. Forgot their names, but they were great people as well. Had a great, great time. Uh, so we're going to good. leave. You answer my question. You haven't answered my question. Jeff Jarrett. Is that the no, no, just a regular Jared, uh, Black Jared. We'll just go Black. with Black Jared. Black. Uh, but no, uh, we were hanging out, and you know how how it's always. You call your Uber, and it pulls up. So you dap all your friends. And you're like, all right, I'm Mahalo. Y'all see y'all tomorrow. And he goes to get in the front seat as Samantha Irwin is getting out of the car, and he's like, oh. Oh, Samantha, Samantha. And Ricochet is on the other side of the car, not having it. He's looking like this. <laughs> Just stone face. And Cam and his girl try to get in the car. And he was like, wait a minute. This ain't my Uber. <laughs> this ain't my Uber. His Uber pulls up across the street, identical to what they're driving. Meanwhile, Samantha starts laughing. I, I don't know if it was Ricochet's mom or Sam's mom that was there. And a young man that was with him, he had to be like a uh, young, uh, older teenager. He's laughing. 
Meanwhile, Ricochet is still he's upset. Stone face upset. Dropped his gear bag in the water. I just turned and looked at him and said, all right, big dog, you do your thing. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to holler at you. Did not crack one smile. Did not say, yo, what's up, guys? I'm telling you, I'm 6'2", 280, 290. Uh, Mega Ran is six foot two something. Uh, Jared is six foot two something. Cam is 5'10", two something. Then uh, the dude that was with Mega Ran, six foot four. Yeah, I don't think I would, I wouldn't be too happy if five big ass black dudes just ran up on me and my old lady and family on accident. So apparently the Paducah, Kentucky was about to come out of that dude. Right. I don't there. know what, I don't know what was going to happen. Uh, Ricochet, uh, I apologize. We had a great night. <laughs> it was a lot of Terramana flowing. You so know, a lot of Terramana toast going on. And you know. Look, uh, Royal Rumble weekend was great. We had some uh, shout out to MJ and Kobe. They never made it to hang out with us because they were enjoying the uh, libations and the festivities. Ah, okay. You know, but I was eating Rotel in my living room. So, uh, you know, congratulations to y'all. Uh, we I didn't mean, do the uh, the Royal Rumble post show with Fightful that night and got to talk with uh, Sean Ross Sapp and Denise Salcedo and uh, Will Washington. He and I co-hosted and it was a pretty good affair uh a lot of fun uh hoping to do a lot more of that uh but uh if you ask me if i you know i love doing that but being in san antonio uh with you guys hanging out and uh doing uh you know hood rat things with my friends exactly uh, we had room in the truck so see i i know but you know the rotel i just couldn't miss it and plus i was singing in church Sunday, so uh couldn't miss that either uh, you know they have they have Zoom. You could have sang your you could have sang your. Uh, no, it, it don't work that way. What they gonna do? Put a TV screen up on the platform? Nah, man. Yeah, and you could have sang you could have oh, sang your solo from the car. I will say this: we had a guest speaker got a, on Sunday, and uh, I sang with the worship team, and then came to sit down after that was over. And he gets up to speak, and he tells everybody, "Hey, man, I'm I'm glad y'all had TD Jakes on the worship team today, uh, lead worship." Uh, I, I got up back like I was about to walk out. He's like, he's headed to the Potter's house. But ladies and gentlemen, he's he's on the way. <laughs> Shout out to TD Jakes. Come on the pod, TD Jakes. Um, that, that's that's going to be the next episode. TD Jakes and Pat McAfee for Black History Month. Uh, it is a thing that is going to happen. Uh, we're speaking it into existence now. Come on, somebody. So our guest... So, uh, if speaking of the Royal Rumble, uh, the ending of the Royal Rumble was uh, as about an enthralling, about in, about as enthralling as anything that we've seen in the WWE for a while. Chef's uh, kiss. Oh, the is just perfect. The bloodline uh, and all of the layers and the interweavings of it. So, I'm looking through my timeline this week, uh, like early Monday, and I see uh, this thread. It was either Monday or Tuesday. See this thread. Uh, from a gentleman, Hollywood J. Black, uh, going through the entirety of the bloodline from the beginnings of it to where it is now. And it started with the match at Hell in a Cell 2020 between Jay Uso and Roman Reigns. For devotees to this show, you know that is the very first match that we talked about here on the pay window because 
It is one of my favorite matches. It is a match that I uh, talked about on Desert Island Graps with Cultaholic. Uh, it's one of the matches that I would bring with me on a deserted island uh, to stay there and watch wrestling until I got rescued or whatever, because I just it 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 is the start of such a great and intricate storyline between Roman Reigns, Jay Uso, Jimmy Uso, Paul Heyman, and anybody that gets involved with the storyline. And uh, my boy Hollywood J Black went through the entirety of what went on. So we had to have him on the show this week to talk about what's going on with the bloodline, where they started and where they are now. So please welcome in Hollywood J Black, uh, the CEO. He running things. He out there running things of the Black Sinful Black Network. Uh, he's a gamer. He's a sports and wrestling nerd, much like we are. Well, at least I am. I wouldn't call Sloan a nerd. He's a pretty cool dude. Uh, and a YouTuber as well. Uh, give it up. No, I'm a nerd. I'm oh, a nerd. Good, I know. Don't get, it, don't get it twisted. I'm a nerd. I'm just saying, you're 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 a nerd. You're just rich. Uh, Hollywood J Black joins us on the show. Jay, what's up, man? Thank you for coming on the pod. What's good? What's good? Uh, thank you for having me here. Once once I saw, what once I saw your DM, like, yo, what are you doing? I like to have you on the podcast. I was like the most excited person in the history of the world because. Trust me, I've been down with you since you were doing the uh, the DJ and stuff on the uh, on TikTok. Like when you was when you when you was like you know the cat at the party with the DJ with the mashups, and that's how long I've been rocking with you on TikTok. And so once I'm like, yo, he's gonna have you on the podcast. What? Let's go. Hey man, <laughs> You're far too kind to an old man. To <laughs> that's the that was the beginnings of the tiktok stuff was when i was like pretending to be a dj in my uh in my in my bedroom uh quick uh just inside baseball that laptop would always be set up on an ironing board i didn't have like a little actual table or anything i just put it on top of ironing board and that's how all that stuff went and i still do the mashups and stuff today i actually make some of my own mashups and all that uh so it's pretty cool but i appreciate you saying that thank you so much uh, you know, it's a love, you know, I love what I do. And when you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. Exactly. You know, exactly. That's, that's, <laughs> enough of all of that. Enough <laughs> of it. Let's go ahead and get into the reason why we're here. Sloan is going to sleep as we speak uh, with me talking about TikTok crap. Uh, so <laughs> let's go ahead and get into it. So you, this thread. I'm never going to sleep about TikTok. I'm currently learning. Actually, I was finishing up my Duolingo class. Uh, you know, I'm multitasking. You get into it, I know. And I know you're learning, and you're also learning to get the TikTok stuff down, and I, I'm proud of you and what you're doing, and we're going to get my boy to 1,000 so we can start going. 227. And 227 followers. That, proud of that. He should be proud of that. There you go. Let's get it. <laughs> so uh, let's go ahead and talk about uh, what, we're, what we're here for, and that's the bloodline. Now, of course, uh, we saw at uh, the, the, the Royal Rumble, the match between Roman and Kevin Owens and everything that went on with Roman and Sammy and Kevin and the Usos and Solo, who's now a part of it, and uh, Paul Heyman and just the whole nine. So you made this thread going yeah. through the entirety of the bloodline. I want to read the first tweet of the thread. And if you follow him on Twitter, at Hollywood J Black with a Q, B-L-A-Q. 
the first tweet says, if you're questioning what happened with Jay Uso, you haven't been paying attention for the last two and a half years. Let me cook for a second. And I, that that's what brought me in was that first was like, let me cook for a minute. Let me show y'all something. And then I went through and you meticulously laid out the entirety of the chronology of what happened with the bloodline. And uh, we're going to get into it. Now, if you're like the Jey Uso thing of him rolling out of the ring, there are a lot of people who don't understand all of the emotion that go went into that because before that he's yelling at Sammy and like, we're getting all of these clips and audio of the stuff that was said by Jimmy, by Roman, by all of these dudes uh, during in this, in this short time frame after the match was over and uh, Jimmy's emotion and why Jay was feeling the way that he was feeling. And it's just so much into it. But, but before we get into that, just, what what was it where did you first really get into the whole bloodline uh deal like when when did you first get down uh when did you first acknowledge the tribal chief i guess that's the question i should ask so i was invested uh right after like he beat uh braun Strowman and bray white in the theme like Cause the way that he came in, he let them beat the crap out of each other. He let them just do their thing. He comes in, signs the contracts after they're beating the crap out of each other, comes in, takes them both out, wins the match, gets his title, walks back out. And, and, and I was like, I have never seen, not even Brock Lesnar has even done anything like that. He'll Brock Lesnar will come in first and then take out everybody. No, Roman Reigns picked the spot. He meticulously did what he did from the jump in order to be able to, in order to uh, um, well, get his title and walk away. And the fact that there was no rematches after that, it was, I got my title, I'm out, I'm done. I'm not doing no rematches, nothing. Give me, give me what's mine and I'm good. You know what I'm saying? And that was it. I did, at that point, I was like, wow, this, this, this is different than any Roman Reigns I've ever seen. I mean, one thing being with Paul Heyman was one thing. And I knew that being with Paul Heyman had to be the start of something special, but I just didn't know what yet at the time. Like, like why is what he hanging around with Paul Heyman? It didn't make any sense. Um, even in subsequent interviews, uh, it didn't make any sense to me at the time. But then um, with SmackDown, they had suffered, you know, the, you know, a few injuries, COVID was running around. And then Jey Uso got a shot in that fatal four-way uh, to go after Roman Reigns. Uh, well, well, he he beat the uh, he beat uh, all four guys. I think it was I know Baron Corbin was in the match. Uh, Sheamus was in the match, and I think it was Matt Riddle. It was a fatal four-way. I think that's what it was, and he won that match. And I'm like, oh, we got Jey Uso versus Roman Reigns. I've never seen Jey Uso in the main event. He's never went after an IC title. He's never went after a U.S. title, not even the 24-7 title at the time. So go, seeing this happen, I'm like, we have to be in for something special. And that's when I sat down and just paid attention to everything. Because I know that Roman coming back with Paul was uh, kind of jarring for a lot of people because they didn't, they they had never seen Roman like that before now we had seen him with the shield and he had done kind of the healers thing with them before but as a solo act we had never really seen this 
out of Roman. So him coming back with Paul and doing these kinds of things. And the I, I, that was a stroke of genius to me, signing the contract as he's walking to the ring. Yep. I thought that was brilliant. So, I mean, we were in for a ride from the very beginning. Uh, so let's look at how, let's, let's look at your cooking. Uh, so we go back. And we've talked about this long, so this is kind of revisionist history for us. But we go back to October 25th, 2020, uh, which the end of the Roman Reigns Jay Uso Hell in a Cell match. So we're already past the uh Clash of Champions match between Jay and Roman, where Jimmy throws in the towel uh because Roman is beating Jay senseless. Yes, Roman comes back, says, I'll give you another match, hell in a cell. You lose this match. You have to acknowledge me. You mm-hmm. got you got to respect me as the head of the table, and that's what you call me, and that's what it'll be. And yeah, we there get will be consequences. Consequences. That's the word. He said there will be consequences for your insubordination. And lo and behold, we get to hell in a cell, and Roman literally tries to kill Jay Uso. Mm-hmm. Like he had the steel steps above his head. He gave that whole uh, promo that I said in the first episode. Ever since we were kids, you knew I was better. Uh, I can understand uh, you back there trying me, but we are 35. I'm 35 year old and you're still testing me. You still don't recognize that I'm better. And uh, he's just, you know, all you have to do is acknowledge me. He just wants his cut because he's like, if he doesn't acknowledge me, who else is going to acknowledge me? So Jay was a major piece to the puzzle of him getting power, of him being acknowledged by everybody there. And uh, somebody broke it down to me uh, the other day, or we said it, was it in the, uh, was it in uh, Coffee with Rev yesterday? Was it said that, uh, you know, basically it was like Roman was, you know, if, if I, if I, if he will do that to his cousin. I said that. Yeah, that was you. If these are the kinds of things that he will do to his cousin, what do you think he's going to do to everybody else? I've lived by that rule my whole life. It's it, no, because you're, you're laughing because, like, my little brother has said this to me before. Like, we got into it, and he was like, "Bro, you you hit me like I was some dude on the street." I said, "It's a fight." <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I'm gonna leave. I'm from around the way. I'm gonna leave him with something. Leave him with something. I'm leaving here with some, but <laughs> but but to be it's it's kind of mafia style. It's it's I have to do you in my family worse than anybody I would do on the street, just so everybody on the street know. Don't play with me, right? You see what I will do to my family. What do you think I will do to you? One hundred percent, and that's that's exactly what he did. Is mm-hmm. he he basically threatened his own blood? And said, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna end, I'm gonna end you, because you still don't understand who the tribal chief is. So if he wasn't gonna acknowledge him, he was going to take it like permanently. Take Doug, him. He took the baddest dude in the yard at that time, and made everybody an example and said, "Hey, this is what you're gonna have to deal with if you want to come take this from me. If I did it to him." I'm going to do you worse. It's wild. Like he was, he had the steel steps over his head, getting ready to bring him down on top of him. And his brother had to save him and his own brother. And then he, his brother had to pay the price for him to the point where Roman knew the breaking point. This is the diabolical Roman reigns 
that we're seeing in this match where he knew Jay's breaking point because he knew that nothing physical he could do to him other than ending him was going to make Jay submit. So he had to go to his soft spot, which was his brother, Jimmy. And Jimmy, at this time, was not buying. He wasn't buying into it. I'm nobody's B word. We're going to get to that in just a second. Which you And I, I can't wait to hear you talk about this, Hollywood, because I know that that's something that you were like, this is the gem of the century that Jimmy is dropping on us right here. Yeah. So so let so let me so let's get to the match real quick because there's yeah. a there's a couple things uh that we have to remember right right before you know he he chokes out uh you know Jimmy Uso. So we once he came into because we remember when he threw the reason why I never mentioned Clash of the Champions as the start of the bloodline, because everybody asked me why was why not Clash of the Champions. For people that don't know, Clash of the Champions was supposed to be a friendly competition. It was family versus family. If you remember the interview right before on the, on the SmackDown before, um, which was like right before the tag match that him and Roman had and stuff like that, it was it was nothing but friendly competition. It was it he wanted to see if he could be on Roman's level. And the messed up part about it is that Roman actually gassed him up in in, in subsequent promos to make him feel like. He was on Roman's level, right? So a lot of this stuff that that happened with Jey Uso being as aggressive as he was is actually Roman's fault to begin with. So yeah. we have to start there, yeah. you know. Again, so diabolical. This was the plan from all along. Like this yeah. was his plan from the beginning. Was yeah. to just be like, yeah, I'm gonna gas him up. I'm gonna make him think that he's on my level. I'm gonna pummel him. I'm gonna break him mentally and physically until he has to fall in line. Yeah, it's like pimping. Exactly, it's, it's the pimp game. It's yeah, like failing on Raw. It's the yep. pimp game. It's, yep. it's, this is what he's doing. It's pimp pimping, baby. <laughs> it's pimping, baby. I've seen it before. You got see what you got to do is make them believe that they wanted to do this in the first place. Baby. Exactly. Exactly. That's where you get them at. You so make them believe minute. that it was their whole idea. So hold on. So hold on. Is this well, is the bloodline like really just Roman? Pimping out his cousins and Sammy. Yes, but he's a he's a, he's a pimp. So <laughs> so we've got so we've gotten to the bottom of the whole bloodline thing. Roman is they've so they've changed. Wait a minute. Then what is they, they moved the whole train <laughs> to the bloodline. The bloodline is the whole train. It's the whole the bloodline is the whole train. It's it's the pimp line now. <laughs> and. And Paul, that's, Paul the is, that's the title this week. It's the pimp line now. The pimp and, line. And, <laughs> and Paul is he is the uh wise man, aka <sighs> you know, every pimp has a high council that they go confide in. So he is the high council of, of the pimpation. The Mac had Richard Pryor. Exactly. Right. So we you know that that's his Richard Pryor. You know, every pimp oh, has a con a trusted confidant. He's got a, his consigliere. Yeah, there we go. I can't say that word. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Kenny King. Uh, we got to get Kenny on the show. Uh, get Kenny on the show. Do rag Kenny. We need to do rag Kenny. So, <laughs> well, keep keep in mind, wrestling managers all they are are, are, are legal pimps at that point. You think about why do many... you think I want to be a manager? <laughs> 
Let me pimp you to glory. <laughs> look, 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 if you don't believe me, look at look at uh um in OVW. Look up Kenny Bolin and look out the outfits that he used oh, yeah. to wear. Oh, okay. <laughs> Shout out to Kenny. Yeah. My, ta- my tagline would be "Just let me guide you." Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, look, as I was, I've, I've been a manager on the Indies before, and all I wore was suits and shades. Like that's that's it. So it's 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 basically pimping. It's yeah. like, ooh, and I want I want to do the work, and, and I want that American sweetheart white girl is is my uh is my my person. That way, I could be the heel manager, and <laughs> she would never, and she could still be as pure as white snow. And <laughs> me, I'm out here doing all the dirt. Referee turn they back. I'm tripping chicks. You can over about to say stuff like that before I start drinking water and stuff, man. Because I'm about to spit all over the microphone. The podcast is about to be on like right there. I'm, I'm out here, bro. I'm out here. Grandma sitting there eating popcorn. I'm smacking her popcorn out of her hand. What you I'm, I'm trying to be diabolical. What do you think this is? You think you about, about to eat some popcorn kernels on my time? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Oh, I want to be the I want to be the Negro Ted DiBiase. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Everybody's got a price. Professor. Give us some crypto. <laughs> let's let's steer this car back on the road. Um, and so you, uh, Hollywood, you were talking about the Clash of Champions match before the Hell in a Cell, and how that you know you didn't discuss that one, but we were getting into uh, uh, that. So you go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So like I said, it, it was supposed to be just a friendly competition. I don't think that Roman initially had took him serious. Like, you know, Roman was like, no matter what level that you, you that I gas you up at, I know who I am, and I'm and I and I'm Roman Reigns. Like, you're not gonna step up to my level. But then Jay started stepping up to his level, which is well, at least the level that Roman Reigns didn't realize he could step up to, and that's when. Roman Reigns decided to go all in. He speared him a few times and beat the crap out of him to the point where Jimmy had to throw in the towel, which Jay was upset about because he didn't want to. He's not like he quit. It's not like he gave up. He was going to keep kicking out whatever Roman did. I mean, have you ever been in a fight with a Samoan? They don't give up. It's not like, you know, it's it, 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 they, just, they don't give up easily at all. Uh, <laughs> our female friends on Twitter enjoy the Samoans because they know that they don't quit. Yes. So, <laughs> shout out exactly. to, uh, to Lovely and Colby and uh, and Lowe, one of our former guests, a couple of our former guests, and uh, all those ladies on Twitter that uh, enjoy them Samoans. And the, Polynesians. You and, can't the leave Polynesians. Out the Polynesians. and the Polynesians. Yes. And the Polynesians. We don't want to confuse the, the Samoans, the Polynesians, all those guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they 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 came after me about Tom and Tonga. The, the, I was making a joke. Like, yeah, he's not Samoa. I know he's not. It's just a joke. Gee, okay. <laughs> uh, so we get to the Hell in the Cell match. Uh, Roman uh, forces Jay to quit by putting Jimmy in the guillotine. And then we get to that next SmackDown, uh, which I, I don't think that's in the... Uh, that that's in the he he was for he, Jay was forced to make a decision 
Yeah. Uh, and he, you know, that's the that's one of the lasting images to me that bring us back to now with uh, Jay standing in front of Roman, Roman telling Jay that he has to acknowledge him now. And Jay's like, I hate you, man. I hate you. I hate you, man. It's that's <sighs> like so that's that that was just so visceral and real. That's like a son who's so mad at his father uh for being right. He's like, I hate you. Yeah. No, it's like your older clean brother. My room. <laughs> it's like your older brother always used to beat you in double dribble or or Jordan versus Bird. You just and I hate you. Like, I, hate oh, you. I hate you. And I, and I remember the words why he said, like, why'd you have to do that to me, Ooze? Why'd you have to, why'd you do that to me? And if you look at it like that, like when, when you look at it from that perspective. So the other side of that, the, the other side with, with the Hell in a Cell match, Jimmy Uso was still injured. If you remember that whole time when Jimmy, he limped out to the ring. When messed he messed up that he, knee. He messed up that knee. He fast walked. He was still recovering from the ACL injury. His knee, his knee was still in recovery. Mm-hmm. When he put him in the guillotine, his knee was still in recovery. So that's so when you look at it like that, Jay, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy. So when Jimmy was in that messed up state, his knee was messed up towards ACL. Now he's trapped in the guillotine. That's why Jay had to do what he had to do. Maybe if he was trapped in the guillotine, one thing, maybe you could have saved him. But then when you realize that Jimmy basically is sacrificing his essentially his career to try and save Jay, Jay really didn't have a choice. And but Roman knew that Jay didn't have a choice. But you said and you put the picture in there, that picture of Jimmy extending the hand to Roman and Roman sitting in the middle of the ring crying his eyes out. I don't even know who I am anymore. Yeah. It's just and and, and the question now looking back at that is you know, we thought that he was just crying and saying these things in order to trick Jimmy and lure him in to give him the guillotine. But was Roman kind of being truthful right there? He Did was being absolutely truthful. Like he not was... really knowing who he is at this moment. He's he doesn't know the monster that he truly is, but embracing <laughs> it like this. What, is... what have I become? Yes. <laughs> it was just like that moment. It's just like yeah. he was like. He knew right there. He was like, I've become something. He, he knew right then. He was like, when I do this, there is no turning back. Yeah. Yeah. It's I cannot on. go back. No, it's you, on from this point on. Exactly. And he knew. And it was one of those things. It's almost like the Black Spider-Man suit type situation, right? Like when Peter Parker was conflicted about having to do some of the stuff that he did as Spider-Man once mm-hmm. he donned the black suit. But instead of like trying to get rid of the black suit, it's almost like Roman Reigns and Roman Reigns embraced the black suit and the madness that came with it because it's about self-preservation. If he doesn't do what he has to do, then all this talk that he talked about being the head of the table, the tribal chief, everything that he spoke about, he even talked about it in an interview uh, prior to uh, prior to Hell in the Cell that if this, I, this is who I am. His whole persona is is this at this time. If I give this up, then I'm I'm what am I at that point? But if I don't give this up, what am I at that point? You know, <laughs> if you have to make a choice, me it's self preservation, and he had to do what he had to do. You know, unfortunately, fortunately, and unfortunately, it's it's he he needed to do it. He didn't want to, but he needed to do it. Yeah, he's um, low key. He's low key Thanos. 
Yes. Kinda. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody who was in the bloodline were the uh the infinity stones. Yeah. Real talk. That yeah. he needed to get them in that glove so he could form that fist of power. So <clears throat> Jimmy falls in line, uh, with but not without dropping, as you called it, Jay Black. Uh excuse me, Hollywood Jay, Hollywood Jay Black, all of that. The jewel of the century, where he says, and I, I, I I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. Add- oh, I, I love it when he does this. I'm gonna Go add- right ahead. I'm gonna can add- we, can we do it in a, a, a Shakespearean? Yeah, sure. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna bleep it out anyway. Um, I ain't nobody's. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so that. <laughs> So that's what he says uh, to Roman and to Jay, and to let him know I'm not, I'm fault, I'm, I'm with you because we're family, but I ain't just gonna do whatever you say. I'm not, I'm not like my brother. I'm not the right hand man because when Jay embraced it, like he embraced it, like yeah. Jay fell in line and then finally started to embrace it and understand what it was like to be a part of the bloodline because he hated it at first. But then once he saw what it was doing for him in his career, he was like, bet. I'm yeah. Main event Jey Uso. Main event Jey This is the beginning of main event Jey Uso. In all of this is where main event Jey Uso came from. Even from the Clash of the, Cha- Clash of the Champions. Even from the Hell in a Cell match. Main event. That's what Roman called him. Main event Jey Uso. And mm-hmm. basically, he basically took credit for putting that man on the map in main event matches as a singles competitor. So it's crazy. So, and again, I'm going straight through your thread. We we read it right because you you laid it out, my brother. Mm-hmm. Jimmy was always the one uh, that was there initially to be with his brother. Jay was with Roman because after Hell in a Cell, he had to acknowledge him. At least that's how it was in the beginning. Once the Usos got their belts back, Jimmy bought in even more than Jay in my opinion. Now, why do you feel that at this point, once they got the belts back, Jimmy was now more, more, it was more into it, had fallen in line even more than Jay uh, once they got the belts back? So um, from, a, from a kayfabe and reality perspective, two things happened. So prior to this, if you remember uh, in, the, in 2021, um, Jay Uso won the giant Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Uh-huh. Like he was the winner. And this was after a little a slump, a conflicting slump that Jay Uso had being the right hand man, because he was always getting thrown to the wolves every time Roman needed somebody to throw to the wolves between that time and up until the time uh with the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, what he wanted. Then if you remember, I want to say in between that time, Jimmy Uso caught that DY. Um, and they were worried about and everybody on the internet. If you remember Twitter, they were like, oh, why don't they get rid of J- Jimmy Uso? You know what I'm saying? Why, why aren't they firing him? This is like his third one, blah, 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 blah. And I'm thinking to myself, no, something, they could use this to actually make something bigger out of it, to make something more, like way more important. And they did. There's a, there's a specific clip um, where Roman Reigns and Jimmy Uso are in the ring together. And I think Jay was gone for like a month or so, maybe dealing with a slight injury. Because when he said it, he came back in his interview, he said, I'm back, Us. And the first thing that he did was approach Jimmy Uso and said that we're going to get back our tag team titles. We're going to do what we do best. 
and get back our belts. Um, and we said, we're going to push all that other stuff that, all that, that's out there to the side. We're going to focus on us. We're going to get you right. And we're going to get, and we're going to get our belts back. Now, yeah. ever since then, has Jimmy Uso been in trouble? No, no not at all. Not a single thing. And I you can even, know, but no, no, no. Yeah. And you and can Roman, even, oh, go ahead. Roman, Roman even said, I'll take care of it. Yeah. I remember him saying, I'll take care of your situation. And that's how he got Jimmy to fall in line. Yep. Because, because like with Jay, Jay got a taste of main event status by himself. So he knew what it would do. Jimmy never got that because A, he was hurt and B, he was in trouble with that alcohol and drinking and driving and stuff. So when he got, when they got the belts back, it all clicked like, yo, I need to be here. This is what's focused me. This is what's driving me. This is what's mainly keeping me out of trouble. Like, now that you say it like that, I see it differently to like, he clung to it. Yeah. Because it basically saved his career. Mm-hmm. Then that's what you, in, in, in a kayfabe section reality, you can look at it, you look at it like that. If you look at the interview, uh, Jimmy Uso had just the straight hair. He didn't have the drippy hair like he does now. It was very much, Jim, well, I mean, not Jay Jimmy. Jimmy was very much, like uh, also a man that was trying to fight demons, right? Like he does, he wasn't dolled up, no kind of like male makeup put on. Like it was just Jimmy Uso, slick back hair in a ponytail. And he knew he was in a world of crap. And then when Jay popped up and said that he was back, like, you know, right hand man t-shirt on deck, you know what I'm saying? Hair done, dripped up, nicely cut. It was, it was the, it was the contrast, like, me falling in line is doing this now let me get you on board as well but when but but i think mainly he did it for his brother but once his brother got that taste of that success they got the bells back maybe what a month after that after being after you know jimmy was healed up and he, and jason was back let's get our belts back they got the belts back then you see jimmy just representing the bloodline even more so and it, there was no like anger or animosity with Jimmy Uso from that point on at all. Um, and, and eventually we did see some parts where Jay, what had some anger, you know what I'm saying? When uh, Roman would talk to him a certain type of way or blame him for a loss or something like that. He was always getting the burden of the punishment. Like, he, like Jimmy would get the whole, like Jay and Jimmy would get the whole, I can't tell you to a part. And if you keep doing this stuff, then people, the people on the outside won't be able to either. They're going to think that you're Jimmy Jay, they're gonna think you're Jimmy. Jimmy, they're gonna think you're Jay. That whole, mm-hmm. but it was usually Jay that was getting the brunt of the punishment from Roman, and that kind of, you know, that's he saw like. But the tra- trauma that Jay went through, and what was crazy, and we talked about this the other day too, Sloan. Like Jay saw Jimmy get choked out, but Jimmy told Jay, "If that was you, I wouldn't have saved you." Mm-hmm. Like Jay saved his brother. Jimmy wouldn't have done it. Jimmy was like, I wouldn't, I would not have done that if I were you. And like mm-hmm. that just blows my mind. But we go into an era or a portion of the bloodline uh where we're at right now, where the Usos get the titles back. And then and you this is what this was. I'm quoting you, Hollywood. And this I I this one was crazy to me. You said that they've they've gone on a reign of terror over the past 20 months that would make 2002 Triple H 
look like a one hit wonder. Oh yeah, keep in mm-hmm. mind, keep in mind who the Usos beat in that time frame and who Roman Reigns beat in that whole entire time frame. Every single challenge that was brought up to them when the belts were on the line, they crushed them, squashed them. It was nothing. It was and and when you look and remember, even though Triple H. Um, came, you know, came close to losing his belt a couple times, and there was also a couple of booking decisions that were kind of questionable. Uh, <coughs> Booker T. Um, there was, we we don't, you don't question what Roman Reigns, because it goes back to if he's willing to do what he needs to do for his, to his cousin to keep his title, what do you think that he's going to do to you? And that, and, and, and I always alluded back to that. And I'm like, there, there's really nobody on the roster right now at the time when this was happening that I could feasibly see beating Roman Reigns. I think the there's closest- nobody on that roster that can be that can I can see it happening. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like you can't like it would have to be something very convoluted for that to happen. And even with the Usos, the Usos were two years in a row the best tag team. Uh, I think they were voted PWI best tag team what two years in a row at that point. Um, mm-hmm. They dominance just pure and utter dominance by those three men the only the only team that can compete with the usos currently are free agents yeah yeah and i think i think ftr is well for 2022 is the best tag team in the world yeah and they proved it they went to every every promotion and took their belts Mm -hmm. they did the kenny belt collector gimmick better than kenny yeah. And they put on banger matches, but but uh, like you were saying with uh, Jay and Jimmy, I think they fall into indentured servitude. I think, hmm. I, I think Jay does. I think the thing with Jimmy is that he looked he he put his blinders on. He was able to look past some of the issues that Roman Reigns had from an egotistical standpoint. Um, because the only set portion of abuse that he had to endure was being in that guillotine uh, and having so Jay, Jay could uh, lose and say, I quit. That was the only really bad thing that Roman Reigns did, and he only did it to make Jay say, I quit. He didn't do it personally to Jimmy Uso. Um, when you look at it like that, from Jimmy's perspective, he he was high, he's high as a hog. Um it could be in digital terms too, but to him, I'm helping our family. Now to Jay, that's the only, he's, he made, even though the, even though Jimmy was there when the threat was made, that specific threat was made towards Jay. He said that if you, what I, I remember cause I was just watching. He said, if you're going to fall in line and if you don't fall in line, you're not out. only you, your wife, your brother, your, your brother, Everyone, children's children, children's they're children. all out of the family, all of them. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That threat was to him. Okay, Jimmy. No, Jimmy, that was that was the Jimmy. That was the both of them. I mean, it was both of them because they were there. It's specifically the Jay. He's like, if you like, if you you you're, you're gone, you're out of the family. If you mm. don't fall in line, you're done. You're out. You're out. Your brothers out. Your wives are out. Like you know, and Jay was like, you can't do that. That, but he. The, the the moment after Hell in a Cell where he beats Jay, goes up the ramp and gets those same beads that we saw him wear at the Royal Rumble from Afa and Sika themselves, 
he was christened by the family members, by the men who were already at the head of the table. The council themselves named him the head of the table at Hell in a Cell. That image, that Jay and Jimmy sitting in the middle of the ring, despondent, distraught, defeated, them seeing that, that that had a lot to that's yeah it, it it really broke them up such a great conversation so much to talk about so much so in fact that we had to cut this into two parts this was a big long conversation we really dug deep and uh we had some more really funny things to say about the bloodline so come back next week uh for myself sloan hollywood j black for our discussion part two of our discussion about the bloodline where we talk about Sami Zayn's role in everything we talk about ko and look back at the debacle that was the royal rumble so come back and check us out next week for more of the pay window with profit sloan as we go into part two of our discussion on the bloodline. And if nobody told you today, you are loved, you are appreciated, you are important, you're more than enough exactly as you are, and always remember to be great. Come back next week for more of our discussion on the bloodline, but until then, we'll see you later.